0: back to Pub Trivia Experience. My name is Jeff. This week we've got a fun crossover as we introduce our listeners to our friends over at the Frenemy Trivia Podcast. Uh, many of you know our host Tim has branched off to create a whole new trivia format with his co-host Brittany. They've been playing over there for just over a month and it's been a ton of fun. Uh, today's episode of Pub Trivia Experience is actually going to be the second episode that they released... Um, there were some great moments in it, and we'd love to uh, just introduce you guys to them over there. And um, We love it here, and we hope you enjoy it as well. So for now, on to Frenemy Trivia. Brian, the American Dialect Society's 2006 Word of the Year, what phrase was coined to mean to devalue
1: it? Devalue it.
0: I need an answer. I don't have one. All right. That is to Pluto it. Carmella, endorsed by celebs like Jessica Simpson and Katy Perry, proactive is used to treat what? Acne. Acne is a correct answer. J. The assassination of the Archduke Franz Ferdinand is widely considered the event that triggered what war? Uh, World War I. World War I is a correct answer. Brittany, hailing from Spain, what pro tennis player uses a logo that resembles a bull?
2: Uh, Nadal.
0: Nadal is a correct answer. Brian, Bill Gates said the internet is just a world passing around notes in a classroom. True or false? Uh, True. That is false. It was Jon Stewart, actually. Carmela. A local seafood joint called The Crab Shack is a frequent setting in which of these TV sitcoms? Family Guy, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, or My Name is Earl?
3: Uh,
4: (laughs) uh, Family Guy.
0: It's My Name is Earl. Jay, which popular reality show is based out of the island town on Alaska? Alaska, better known as Dutch Harbor.
5: Uh, The Deadliest Catch
0: deadliest catch is a correct answer. Brittany, what is the name of the classic toy that utters lines such as the cow says moo with a pull of a string? Uh,
2: speak and spell?
0: I'm sorry, it's a CNC. Brian, which of the following is Rapunzel's companion in the Disney film Tangled? Pascal, Felipe or Pierre? Pascal. Pascal is a correct answer. Carmelo. What classic play features a character named Giles Corey and his memorable last words, more weight?
4: Um, the producers.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, it's The Crucible. J. Typically marking the end of a conversation, the Spanish phrase vaya con Dios means what in English? Go with God. Go with God is a correct answer. Brittany, if a. If a person walks 10,000 feet, how many more feet does she have to walk to go a distance of two miles?
2: 560.
0: 560 is a correct answer. Brian, starring Bruce Willis, the 2010 film Red features CIA agents who are extremely dangerous as well as what? Retired. Retired is a correct answer. Carmelo, which type of flower do vanilla beans come from? Orchids. Orchid is a correct answer. J, named for the state where they were developed. Concrete barrier walls that often line highways are called what?
5: Those California walls.
0: I'm sorry, we were looking for Jersey barriers. Brittany, in tennis, what is it called when a player wins all four major tournaments in the same year?
2: A Grand Slam.
0: Grand Slam is a correct answer. Brian, your last question.
1: According to Superstition, where should you never put a hat? You should never put a hat on a table.
0: Uh, I'm sorry, the answer is on a bed. Carmilla, a 16th century rhinoceros in an Italian museum, is believed to be the oldest example of which preservation technique?
4: Taxidermy?
0: Taxidermy is a correct answer. Jay, what notable filmmaker is responsible for founding Pixar?
5: I cannot pull his name. Jeffrey something, um, I think. Let's say it's wrong, but Jeffrey Lewis.
0: Uh, the answer I have is actually George Lucas. And Brittany, which U.S. constitutional amendment adopted in 1868 granted citizenship to African Americans? The 14th Amendment. The 14th Amendment is a correct answer. At the end of the hot seat round, Brian has 200, Carmela has 300, Jay has 300, and Brittany has 400. Welcome to Frenemy Trivia. was the hot seat round. Each player received five questions worth 100 points each. Next, teams will be randomized with their hot seat scores combined and 1,000 points added to each team. Teams will receive up to four sets of three questions. Each team will answer the same questions and wager 100, 200, or 300 points on their confidence. They will gain or lose their wager based on whether they get it right or not. They will also bet those same values on how difficult they think it will be for their opponents. If their opponent gets it correct, they lose their wager. But if their opponent gets it wrong, they will win their bet. After four sets of questions, or when a team runs out of points, the first round will end with the team with fewer points being eliminated. At this point, the friends become the enemies. The remaining team will divide whatever points they have left and play again against each other with the same rules. In this round, locking in an answer will trigger a 30 second timer for the other player to register their answer. After four sets of questions, or when a player runs out of points, we will crown this week's frenemy champion. Now, let's start the show. Everybody And welcome to Frenemy Trivia, the show where friends quickly become enemies. I'm your host, Tim Dipple, and we have a powerhouse of a show tonight. Let's meet our contestants for the episode, starting out in Muscatine, Iowa with Brian Nash. Brian, how you doing? What you drinking? And tell us a bit about yourself.
1: Well, um, if you've listened to anything with pub trivia and or boozy bracketology, you've heard my voice way too much in the last few months. Uh, My name is Brian Nash. I am from Muscatine, Iowa. Like Tim said, I am the host of Geek Trivia. Uh, You can find me online Thursday nights with Jeremy on Twitch, LK Jeremy, usually around 9.30 p.m. uh, Central Time, right after the finish of Jay's uh, trivia stream on Twitch. Uh, I'll let her tell you about her stream. And if you are in the Quad Cities area, you can find me Friday nights at uh, Nerdspeak Brewery in Bettendorf, Iowa. They make fantastic beer, and they are big-time nerds, and they're my some of my favoriteest people. Tonight, I am drinking Breckenridge Brewery's Vanilla Porter. Uh, it's a bottle, not a can, so we're getting the good old pop. That's good stuff.
0: Brian, it's it's great to have you. Next up in Jacksonville, Florida, it's Carmela Smith. Carmela, same questions to you.
4: Um, hi, I'm Carmela. I am one of the hosts of Trivial Warfare. Or we are the podcast that takes the pub quiz out of the pub and brings it home to you. I am also uh, the host of Foreplay, which is a connections puzzle show that you can hear every week. Uh, I am not drinking anything alcoholic t- uh, today because it's been a bad back weekend and I've taken a lot of painkillers. So <laughs> uh, we have got Gatorade today. <laughs> but I'm excited to be here.
0: And we are excited to have you. We're also excited to have Jay Borsom who joins us out of Chicago, Illinois. Jay, how you doing? What you drinking? And tell us a little bit about yourself.
5: Oh, I get to play with all my friends tonight. and I'm very, very <laughs> happy for that. Uh, I'm Jay Borsum, owner and operator of Liquid Courage Entertainment. You may know me from twitch.tv slash liquid underscore courage or from the World Trivia Federation or from Tribtacto or Tringo or Intersectionality or Lingo, or Mega Sheep, or whatever other ideas I can't even think of, because I've come up with so heckin' many of them the last couple of years. Uh, and that's why I drink, Tim. And tonight, I'm drinking a Deconstructed uh, Rum and Coke with Siesta Key Spiced Rum. Hold on, let me get you better audio for that. A little better. And Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. <laughs> if you chase them, it's deconstructed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we are glad to have you. And finally, it's the lady who will be joining this year podcast as a co-host, starting with the next episode from Chicago, Illinois. It's Brittany. Brittany, how you doing and what you drinking?
2: Hey Tim, I'm doing great. Um I don't run my own trivia thing. Well, I guess I do now. Um I am the writer and torture master uh, of cozy quiz trivia that takes place every Tuesday at the critical grind here in, uh, Shorewood, Illinois. It's a favorite haunt and hangout of the, uh, both people here from Chicago. Uh, we love Dana over there. She's awesome. And, uh, she lets me uh, rain chaos upon her establishment every Tuesday night. Uh, so, Uh, I run a game there now uh, that just took off last month and will be continuing for the foreseeable future. Um, I, Like you said, I'm going to be joining this on the other side of the microphone as a host. I don't really know how to say it because it's not really a table, but it's also not really a microphone because it's the same thing. Um, I'm really awkward as a person, as you can tell, and I guess I was on TV recently talking about my cat. Uh, And he's doing great. He just had his birthday yesterday, so uh, he's still in a post-celebration nap phase. He's hungover. (laughs) Or just like literally is a cat and sleeps for a long time every single day. Um, I am drinking a barrel-aged Ragnarok from Imperial Oak Brewing in Brookfield, which is where I play trivia live with uh, someone else who's on this podcast hosting, (laughs) so... (laughs) Um, and let's see if I get some good Foley for you. Ooh, that was very good.
0: Outstanding. (laughs) No notes.
2: So, um, yeah, and I'm just really excited to get to play.
0: Well, we are excited to have all of you here. I am drinking from Apopka, Florida, outside of Orlando, Three Odd Guys Brewing. The Midnight Bike Ride Double IPA. It's an 8.2% that I picked out, picked up on my recent trip to St. Augustine, where I got to meet Carmella. Yeah. Which was a
5: great time.
4: <laughs> what? We had dinner. It was great.
5: <laughs> Man, the coolest people get to have dinner with Carmella, I tell you. <laughs> yeah,
0: it was a great dinner. It was me, Carmella, Lauren Carey, and Russ. It was a, a great time.
5: Oh, dang. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, we are excited to have all of you joining us. Today's game is going to be Brittany and Carmella against Brian and Jay. Brittany and Carmela will start with 1,500 points. Brian and Jay will start with 1,700. So let's dive into the two-versus-two round with our first three categories, which are Innovation, Food, and World History. All right, the wagers are in, so we're going to go ahead and jump into our First question, which is in the category of innovation. Starting out, Brittany and Camarla, how much did you wager on your ability to answer the innovation question?
4: Uh, we wagered 100 for this one.
0: And Brian and Jay, what did you wager on your ability?
5: Oh, well, we put 200 on
0: us for this. All right. In the category of innovation, Henry Fordrenier Renier. And his brother, Seeley, are credited with a patent for a machine that significantly increased the production of what product that, despite recent technological advances, continues to be used in higher quantities year over year?
1: Okay, I do believe we've uh, got ourselves locked in.
0: Yep. All right. Jay and Brian are locked in. Brittany and Carmella, go ahead and talk it out.
4: Um, I think Seeley is a mattress brand. Like, it sounds right, like Sealy Posturepedic or some weird shit like that. Are we allowed to swear on the show?
0: Go for it. <laughs> okay. you are now.
4: Wait, yeah. You break the
0: seal on that. E for explicit. <laughs> My first episode had Drew Buxbaum
1: on it. What do oh, yeah. Know? So, yeah, we can All swear. Right. Okay. <laughs> we are fucking golden.
2: <laughs> so, I think it's mattresses. I agree with you, Carmela. And I was about to say we could lock in when they did. So, yeah.
0: Perfect All right, Brittany back. and Carmella are locking in with Mattresses, Jay and Brian. What did you say?
1: Um yeah, I I really I was going to suggest that we sleep on it, but
4: uh need a let me sleep on it.
5: I couldn't get Henry Ford out of my head because Ford Grignard.
4: Um yeah. but yeah,
5: just I I don't have any any more strength on this than as Brian was alluding to going with with Seely. Uh, mattresses unless this somehow has to do with David Boreanaz in bones
0: all right so you're locking in with mattresses as well yes and Brian and Jay what did you wager on Carmilla and Brittany's ability
5: well I regret to inform uh, ourselves that we've wagered 300 that they would get this one wrong
0: and Brittany and Carmilla what did you bet on Jay and Brian
2: you know, we thought innovation was a pretty broad topic, uh, but we know that Jay is kind of a science person. So we wagered 200 on them to get it wrong.
0: All right. Well, uh, the bad news is both teams got this incorrect. The good news is both of you are gaining points because <laughs> you correctly wagered on your opponent's ability. Henry Fordrinier and his brother Sealy created a machine that increased the production of paper paper which despite all our technological advances continues to increase in quantity every year
4: interesting right
0: despite ebooks and the fact that millennials (laughs) only own a printer to own a printer uh and not to actually print anything so let me
4: tell you why I can't print anything in my own fucking printer right now. <laughs> so when I bought this printer, it came. It was it's an HP printer, and they gave me forty dollars of HP ink, which I have not used all forty dollars worth of HP ink. Um, but now they've switched HP instant ink to a subscription. I cannot use my printer unless I go out and buy new cartridges or pay a sub- monthly subscription for the three things i need to print every two months
0: (laughs) like like a normal millennial um my printer has probably been through more moves than it has print jobs
4: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i was using it and (laughs) they're like nope now you gotta pay it for like no fuck y'all so i just haven't bought
5: anything i need to do to, to get it to work now Carmella's the Lorax. She speaks for the trees. And if she sees HP, she's whacking some knees. (laughs) All right. So after that first round, our
0: first question, Brittany and Carmella have 1800. Brian and Jay have 1600. Our second question in the category of food, Brittany and Carmella, what did you wager on your ability?
2: We wagered 300 on our ability.
0: And Brian and Jay, what did you wager?
5: Oh, we just put 100 on this one because food can go so many different directions.
0: And I promise I didn't write this knowing who was going to be on here. Uh, what fast food chain was founded in Jacksonville, Florida by Keith J. Kramer and Matthew Burns? The company was founded after purchasing an Insta broiler, even incorporating Insta into the original name. They dropped the prefix in 1959, eight years prior to be acquired. prior to being acquired by Pillsbury.
2: I'm good to lock that in, Carmilla.
0: Yeah, we're locked in. Carmilla and Brittany are locked in. Jay and Brian, go ahead and talk it out.
5: What are you thinking, Brian? Insta Broiler gets me to probably a burger, and definitely then it wouldn't be um, any of the the obvious founded ones, McDonald's and Wendy's, Burger King. What about maybe Insta Burger King. How about you know Kramer and Burns initials being B and K? Also that when I go with Burger King, I don't need 50. Oh, they dropped the prefix in 59. Could be an Insta Whopper. Or, you know, uh, Insta Burger Burger King. King. Yeah, You want to go
1: with that? I don't don't have anything stronger. I I don't have a better guess than that, but that does make some sense. All right. Yeah. Let's lock in with Burger King.
0: Jay and Brian lock in with Burger King. Brittany and Carmela, what did you have?
2: Carmela, take this one. This is all
4: you. (laughs) so um i i've lived in for uh jacksonville for most of my life and there was a radio host uh who used to do commercials for this fast food chain um his name was robbie rose and uh he would talk about burger king starting in jacksonville all the time so uh it stuck with me and i said burger king
0: all right and Carmela and Brittany, what did you wager on brian and jay's ability
2: Having played both Brian and Jay before, I know that they're pretty solid when it comes to food trivia, so we only gave them 100.
5: And Brian and Jay, what did you wager on Brittany and Carmella's ability? I've seen the weird stuff Brittany eats, and Carmela seems worldly, so we put 100 on them as well. <laughs> both teams wagering 100 on each other, and that was a
0: smart move. Burger King is your answer. It started as Insta-Burger King, and then prior to being... a uh, Acquired by Pillsbury, they dropped it and just became Burger King. You know, it's cleaner.
5: Is that where obnoxious Instagram photos of your plates when you go out to the uh, restaurants came from? It yes. Very well, maybe. <laughs> I bet Burger King's Insta is fire.
3: <laughs> After
0: question number two, Brittany and Carmela have 2,000. Brian and Jay have 1,600. Heading into the world history question, Jay and Brian, what did you wager on this one?
5: Uh, We went big on this one, 300 points.
0: And Brittany and Carmela, what did you wager?
2: We went medium on this one and wagered 200.
0: All right. In the category of world history, during the French Revolution, the cult of reason became France's first established state-sponsored atheistic religion. It was adopted for about a year before being replaced by what other cult promoted by Robespierre? Both cults were banned by Napoleon in 1802.
5: All right, Brian and I, I believe, are locked in with guests. Brian and Jay are
0: locked in. Brittany and Carmela, go ahead and talk it out.
5: Uh, Cult
4: of Personality is a great
2: song. Yeah, Yeah, it is. Um, But I don't think Rope's PR promoted it, despite me being (laughs) who suggested it. Um, I do like your thought process there. That kind of makes sense. I mean, Um, the
4: the, the Jacobins are are what he was a part of. mm -hmm. Um
2: they did get pretty culty
4: you know towards the end
2: (laughs) yeah that makes a lot more sense than either of my answers which one was cult of personality and the other was like the cult of no pants because of the sans (laughs) culot thing which is really what i remember from the french revolution right i'm perfectly happy to go with your answer of
3: jacobins
4: okay as i'm trying to i've been rereading sandman and um they actually do a part of, of it in The French Revolution, and I'm trying to like remember all the stuff. Um, And the only thing I'm pulling back out is Jacobins. So, um, let's go with Jacobin. Let's go with
3: it. All
0: right, Brittany and Carmela are locking in
5: with Jacobin. Jay and Brian, what did you uh, submit? I came up with something that sounded French and revolution Uh, And 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 Brian didn't say no, uh, so we're going with the Huguenots.
3: Mm.
5: All right, and. Brittany and Carmelo, what did you wager on Brian and Jay's
0: ability?
2: Um, we thought if they were going to go for go big, they should earn it. So we wagered 300 on them being wrong.
0: All right. And Brian and Jay, what did you wager on the ladies?
5: Uh, put 200 on them by process of elimination.
0: <laughs> Indeed. Uh, well, we're off to a bit of a rough start. Uh because this was the cult of the supreme being, was the name of the cult that replaced the cult of reason. Isn't
2: that just the predecessor to the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I actually expected somebody to just put that out there because they didn't know.
5: I think that's a, a secret menu item at Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Trap <Un-trapped> supreme <laughs> being. <laughs>
0: Uh, the cult of the supreme being is the answer we were looking for so coming out of the first set of questions britney and carmella have 2100 brian and jay have 1500 our next set of categories are in business history and video games
1: i concur
5: jay let's go with that all right wagers coming into you now
2: And I've sent you our wagers as well.
1: No tabs, but I'll take an RC Cola, please. I <laughs> get a Pepsi free.
5: The hell you can't <laughs> <laughs> get a tab. You got to have a tab. You got to order something.
2: <laughs> I'm sure you're quoting something, but I don't know what.
5: Back to the future too. I wrote a WTF question about it, Brittany, about that quote. You've written 1750 questions or something
2: like that. I'm not great at math. Um, but it feels like you've written that many. And I've played most of them. I'm doing my statagories on it.
5: (laughs) Statagories?
2: Yeah, statistics of categories. Oh, I I get it. I'm just laughing at it.
5: Yeah, it's been about 1700.
2: Yeah, something like that. (laughs) I don't remember every single one you've written.
5: Okay, but what if did?
2: That would be awesome. And I think I got that one right just by context cluing. But... (laughs)
0: All right, our wagers are in. Uh before we dive in, Brian and Jay, what did you wager on the category of business?
1: Um so I suck at business. Jay wasn't feeling that that one too strongly either, so we're just going with 100 on this one.
0: All right, 100 for Brian and Jay. Brittany and Carmela, what did you wager?
2: Coincidentally enough, also 100. <laughs>
0: Okay, in the category of business, what company produced the first mail-order catalog in the United States in 1845? This catalog was dubbed the Blue Book.
2: Yeah, let's lock that in then. Okay, wheres for me.
0: Brittany and Carmella are locked in. Jay and Brian, go ahead and talk it out.
5: See, we've, we've um, got two on the plate right now is the problem, Tim. Yeah. Uh, I threw up pretty quickly over to Brian uh, Sears Roebuck um, and he came back with Sears or JCPenney. And, yeah, there's there's a possibility for JCPenney. Um, so that's kind of where we're at right now. And I have to decide if I want to um, politic for Sears over JCPenney or defer, or is there a third option?
4: A secret third thing.
1: <laughs>
5: a surprise I, I You'll find out about later. It's, it's going to be one of those two.
1: I I mean I remember hearing stories about them not having a catalog or anything new to put in the catalog, so they still sent out the catalog and they sent the catalog blank, so people had stuff for their outhouse. Because for, for which used, brand? I well, it's one or the other. Oh damn it! I I, I don't I don't remember
5: which. It's one I'm, of those two. I, I want to go first guess best guess here because we both front loaded with Sears. Okay. Um, you know the sears roebuck corporation in the mid 18th century or 19th century mm-hmm. feels right i do not know offhand how old jc penny is I know, sears roebuck, I, know I know definitely like yeah, 200 years they away.
1: were it's going to be close between the two but i'm fine with i'm fine with sears we can go with sears
5: all right uh we are locking in with uh well what is today sears
0: all right jay and brian are locking in with sears Brittany and carmelo what did you have
4: uh, we both messaged this to each other pretty quickly. Um, and so thinking about the JCPenney-Sears conversation, Sears definitely, their logo was blue. Um, I think J.C. Penny's is like a purpley-red color. Um, but yeah, we said Sears.
0: All right. Both teams locking in with Sears. Brittany and Carmela, what did you wager on Brian and Jay's ability on this one?
2: Well, we were kind of hoping they suck at business, so we wagered three hundred on them being wrong.
0: All right, and Brian and Jay,
5: I will have you know that I only suck at my own business. Thank you very much. Uh, in any event, uh, we we put two hundred on this uh, in defense.
2: Weird flex.
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> my income. All right. So, J.C.
0: was founded in nineteen oh two, so about fifty seven years after what we're talking about here. Uh The first Sears catalog was in 1891. Uh, the first mail order catalog and the big clue here being the blue book. It was Tiffany and company.
2: Oh, all right. I'll be honest. Uh, I heard blue book and thought of like Kelly, Kelly blue book. <laughs> yeah. <Ooh. laughs> I, was, I was like, what was, was
4: Kelly a, department store no this has got to be serious but that's right. Serious. I, I heard
5: mail order and figured they were just shipping cowboys <laughs> mm. uh
0: so tiffany and co means both teams got this one incorrect uh but both teams wagered that the opponent was going to get it more incorrect um carmela and Brittany are going to pick up 200 points they're at 2300 and brian and jay pick up 100 they're at 1600 As we head into our category of history, uh, Brittany and Carmela, what did you wager on history?
2: History is pretty broad. We felt kind of mid. We said
5: 200.
0: And Brian and Jay, what did you wager? We
5: also wagered 200. Look, it's hard. History is literally everything that isn't currently happening.
0: In the category of history... What man organized an attack on Tokyo on April 18th, 1942, launching B-25 bombers from aircraft carriers? The attack served as the first retaliation for the bombing of Pearl Harbor. This person was portrayed by Alec Baldwin in Pearl Harbor and Aaron Eckert in 2019's Midway.
4: Sounds perfect to me. Okay, we're going to lock in.
0: All right, Brittany and Carmella are locked in. Jay and Brian talk it out.
5: Uh, I, I saw Pearl Harbor. I know it was Alec Baldwin. I, I'm having a hard time pulling the name on this. Um, it, it was called the the something run. Um, okay. Because it was yeah, they, they took the the retrofitted bombers off the aircraft carrier uh, carriers and they they had to fly them much farther than the bombers were ever intended uh, to fly. So they like super strip them down and it's yep. and I'm just I'm just word salading okay. here until the name comes to me. This, this was not MacArthur. Right? No, it wasn't MacArthur. Was, I, but I like feel like MacArthur it was an Irish Scotch name. Nimitz. Or McDonald. No, it wasn't McDonald. This is a thousand percent. If I hear it, I'm going to go, yes, absolutely. But can I recall it is the problem. Okay. Does Mac something sound right? Not strongly. Um, oh, okay. something maybe. Like the O'Doyle run, but not O'Doyle. O'Malley O'Doyle O'Connell. Um, it's the Dooley run Dooley, yes there it is uh I, yeah i was I think, going doyle doyle yep okay yeah Dooley. yeah let's let's lock in with that it is uh the Dooley run which would make it if to answer your technical question Dooley.
0: all right so jay and brian are locking in with Dooley. carmella and Brittany. what did you have here
4: uh i remember that name differently um I know it as Doolittle, like Jimmy
5: Doolittle, (laughs) and I'm hoping to God it's Jimmy Doolittle. It is a thousand goddamn percent,
0: (laughs) And Brittany and Carmelo, what did you bet on Jay and Brian's ability here?
2: We bet 200 that they would get it wrong.
0: And Brian and Jay?
5: We bet 100 that they would get it wrong
0: all right uh so as you are kicking yourself knowing carmilla and Brittany are correct it was jimmy doolittle it was the doolittle raid not the, not not the Dooly run the doolittle
5: raid did, did, did my microphone cut out did you miss a syllable there i'm sorry I didn't
3: technically... <laughs>
5: doolittle yeah it's just a dull in
3: there all right
0: our next question was in the category of video games. Brian and Jay, what did you wager here on your ability?
5: Uh, we, if we went big, and hopefully at some point we do well. 300. All right. And
0: Brittany and Carmella,
4: We also did 300.
0: All right. In the category of video games, which home gaming console, codenamed Dolphin, was the third best-selling console in the sixth generation of video game consoles?
4: We're gonna lock in.
0: Carmilla and Brittany are locked in. Jay and Brian, go ahead and talk it out.
5: Um, the question yeah. we're trying to solve is what what era is the sixth generation? Yeah. Um, so um, you assume first generation, actually, and all, I you- think you're you're I think you started too late because
1: first generation. You're talking Atari 2600 it, and the Vision. It, it might be.
5: I, I tend to pin it to the NES um, because of the console wars era, but yeah, you could be right I on be. that. So that would make like the NES era and the Sega Master System second gen. It would make the Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo third gen. Uh, that would put like the GameCube and PlayStation one and like links and Jaguar Neo Geo. That would be like fourth gen. Um, that would get us to around the time of like the Nintendo Wii back in like early mid two thousands, wouldn't it? Um, roughly. I
1: I never owned a Wii, but I picturing it wasn't the wasn't the console kind of. I, it was a it was a light gray, wasn't it? It uh, was light, light gray,
3: yeah,
1: or kind of a, a grayish white. And rounded edges,
5: maybe that's where we're pulling a dolphin. But here's the problem with that. Um, the Wii was far and away the best-selling console of its generation. It was. Yeah, no, it sold huge numbers. Um, like Wii Sports is, I think, oh, right. quite possibly third the best-selling, yeah, best-selling uh, console video game of all time, arguably, because of the sales of, of Wiis. Um, yeah, they, they were marketable to everybody, old and, and young and new and best-selling um, consoles so in that generation. Yeah, that generation was Wii, the Xbox so... 360, and I think the PlayStation 3. So I think the PS2 would have been in the previous generation. Okay. But what that would the, also be... What about a Wii U? Yeah, Wii U, I think, is too late generationally. Okay. Because the Wii U would then be at least seventh, possibly even eighth generation. Okay, so if we go the other direction... Yeah, let's consider that. I, that would get us into the late 90s, which is when uh, the Sega Dreamcast came about, and it sold like shit, dude. Yeah. And that one, I do...
3: I, I, Echo I, I the kinda... Dolphin
5: was a, a Sega property, so maybe that's the connection to the name Dolphin. It was also very rounded, especially with the controller. Um do you yeah, if to, we're not thinking to to Dreamcast? like Dreamcast, yeah, if we're not thinking later than the Wii and we're thinking before then, I I really think it's either the Dreamcast or the Jaguar and I think I I don't think the Jaguar sold enough to even make third. Exactly. I also think it was a little earlier. It's like a year or two earlier cuz you got to figure third is going to be behind Nintendo and either Sega or Sony or Microsoft depending on where we're at in the timeline. Yeah. Um, so if we're thinking late nineties, then yeah, it's going to be, we're looking at the the top two,
1: the top three are going to be Nintendo and Sega or uh,
5: Nintendo and Sony and Microsoft. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking it's, you know, N64 PlayStation or PlayStation two. And then, uh, Dreamcast. I, I think we've talked ourselves into it. I don't think there's anything better. Okay. You want to go Dreamcast? Yeah, we're going to lock in with the Sega Dreamcast. Okay.
0: All right. Jay and Brian are locking in with Sega Dreamcast. Brittany and Carmela, what did you have here?
2: Carmela, please take it away.
4: <laughs> uh, so I heard the question, and my first instinct was the Wii. I like, no, wait, that was originally called the Revolution. Um, and that would have been probably seventh generation, because the generation before would have been the 360, the PS2, and the GameCube, and I believe the GameCube was originally called the Dolphin. So we
2: said GameCube.
0: All right, and Brittany and carmella what did you wager on Brian and Jay's ability here?
2: Against Mister Geek Trivia and Ms. Nerdy Trivia, we gave them a hundred.
5: And Brian and Jay? Oh, I played the stereotypes, uh, and we decided to put three hundred on them. <laughs> All right. I talk so. about
2: video games literally all the time.
5: I know, but I know <laughs> Brittany doesn't know a video from a game, so.
2: Well, <laughs> I'll let you know if we're right. I have a GameCube out of my living room right now.
5: I unironically owned a Sega Dreamcast, so. <laughs> so the
0: first generation of consoles included the Odyssey series, the Atari Home Pong, the Coleco Telstar, and the Color TV game series. Um, the seventh generation was the wii the playstation 3 and the uh xbox 360 the sixth generation the top selling was the playstation 2 Mm -hmm. second place was the microsoft xbox and in third the nintendo gamecube
2: well done carmilla (laughs)
0: <laughs> with the sega dreamcast being fourth in that generation
5: oh it was fourth yeah. in that ge- i thought it was you were gonna say it was in fifth generation oh.
0: same ge- same generation you had the right yeah. generation with we, the dreamcast we, were, we
5: were there we just didn't pull the right one it was the, all over yeah. it yeah
4: because the playstation the original playstation was in the same gen as the n64 mm-hmm. as everyone else moved to discs but nintendo stayed with cartridges and
5: that's why squeenix moved over to playstation
4: yep exactly
5: so
0: after our second set of questions, Brittany and Carmela have a commanding lead. It is 3,100 to Brian and Jay's 700 as we enter our third set of
5: categories. So you're saying there's not a chance. All right. Let's see if we can survive the next round, Brian. The beauty of
0: this game is that it can go. Th- this can have wilder swings than our friend at NerdOff. So. Our three categories in section three are European history, sports,
1: and geography.
2: It's literally just asking you about that.
3: I'll
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, send that over. I concur, Jay. Let's do that. All right. Sending that over now. Sorry, I have to mute because I have the world's clickiest, clackiest keyboard.
0: All right. Our wagers are in. Uh, Brian and Jay, what did you bet on your European history knowledge?
5: But a, a reasonably middly, groundy, 200 y ish on this one. All right, Brittany and Carmela, what did you say? By uh,
4: process of elimination, we ended up betting 300.
0: <laughs> All right, in European history, what 1618 event in Bohemia, the third such event to have this name, led to the reign of Frederick V and eventually the start of the Thirty Years' War?
5: I've, I've got this, and I've got this dead to rights, Brian. I completely believe you. Should we lock in with that? Yep, I'm good. All right, we're in.
0: All right, Jay and Brian are locked in. Brittany and Carmella talk it out.
4: I don't. I don't know. Um, I mean, the third such event to have this name. It's way too late for it to
2: be the third crusade.
4: So. Could it be like the great schism, like
2: I was are there multiple of those? That. I you know, you can schism a lot of things. You could. Um in sixteen eighteen would definitely be after one schism at least.
4: Yeah. and, I, um, and it would have it would have been after the Orthodox Church broke away from the Catholic Church. So, mm-hmm. which I think was, is usually what I think about for the Great yeah. Schism, and this um, is—I
2: mean, at least in British history, this would be the reign of King James the First. So,
3: mm-hmm. that
2: definitely was rife with <laughs> schism-y type events. Absolutely, I just like saying the word schism. To be honest, yes, it's, it's a fun word, um. <laughs> um, but I
4: don't have any other guesses as to what it could be.
2: Um, unless there's like multiple Protestant reformations. Um, (laughs) But the first one was like in the 1500s. So like that seems a little too close together for it to be a third one. Mm -hmm. Um, So I kind of like the schism thing. Okay. So we're going to say a great schism. Mm -hmm.
0: All right. Brittany and Carmela say the great schism. Jay and Brian, you locked in real quick with this one.
1: So before Jay gives our answer, because she's awesome weirdly this is like the third time in this in one weekend that i've had the word schism come up in conversation which is a lot for an atheist (laughs) 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 and it just struck me as weird that that happened to come up again so they're coming to
5: get you brian (laughs) (laughs) three times you're saying brian Mm. jay please take it if i had a nickel for every time a bunch of people in the Czech Republic threw political uh, opponents out a window, I'd have three nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's really weird that it happened thrice. I'm pretty sure this is the third uh, defenestration of Prague.
0: And Jay and Brian, what did you wager on Brittany and Carmela's ability
5: here? Uh, We went middle of the road on that one for 200 points. And Brittany and Carmela, what did you wager? (laughs)
2: Uh, You know, we based on their historical knowledge so far we we went 300 for them
0: all right well i think it was Brittany who said schism is a really fun word but you know what's an even more fun word defenestration <laughs>
5: it's my all-time favorite word this is
0: yes. the third defenestration of prague uh,
5: well done i wouldn't Jay. have
2: gotten there Brittany.
5: the third oh. to have this name locked me in i'm like there were three of them i wrote a i World mean three if three i had known <laughs>
2: bohemia was in czechoslovakia in modern-day uh, czechia yeah. That might have helped, but
0: you know. So heading into the question number two of the section, uh Brittany and Carmela, what did you wager on your sports knowledge?
3: <laughs> uh, I,
2: I was- <laughs> so Carmela typed, I don't know shit about sports at the same time. I was typing, so how hi- Any chance you're decent at sports? (laughs) Um, So we came up with 100 pretty quickly.
5: (laughs) And Brian and Jay, what did you say? Well, here's the advantage, Tim, is I have the, the only dude on the podcast. And then said dude said, and I quote, um, I'm also not a sports guy. So (laughs) I'm somehow the subject matter expert here in sports because I write some sports questions. Uh, Yeah, we ended up going 100 as well.
0: (laughs) All right. Our question in the category of sports. What boxer, known as the Brown Bomber, had a record of 66-3 and and was victorious in a record 25 consecutive title defenses?
5: No, I like the first one better, Jay. Yeah, I have to agree with you, especially after seeing it in comparison with the other one. I'm good okay. to lock that in. If you are, I am. Let's we'll lock right. it in.
0: Jay and Brian are locked in. Brittany and Carmella talk it out.
5: Yeah, I'm trying to think of
4: boxers that that actually like know their like nickname yeah. or whatever. So like, it's not Muhammad Ali. It's not mm-hmm. uh, Sugar Ray Leonard. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't think George Foreman really had a name like that.
2: No, he's known as the Indoor Grill
4: yeah um so i was like what other boxers do i know and then i came up with joe lewis
1: <laughs> god damn it britney
2: um <laughs> almost got me.
1: you almost got me
2: yeah he's not very creative with names just ask all of his sons george foreman um, <laughs> uh, but no i was trying to think of boxers whose name i knew but didn't know their like ring names is that what yeah it, or their nicknames i don't know uh evander holyfield was a name i knew <laughs> um but then you said joe lewis and i kind of like that better than holyfield okay. and uh i don't have anything better
4: yeah um, i think it's gonna be an older boxer not you know someone yeah. i mean not that evander holyfield is super modern um but i yeah. don't think it'd be somebody within the last 20 years
2: yeah probably not um and i know that joe lewis was you know wasn't he part of the Thrilla in manila or whatever um or i, I think he might have been he, he might have been one of those yeah so, I mean, I mean, he, he was had, a really
4: famous boxer <laughs>
2: yeah he would have had to have a really good record to make it to that so i'm yeah perfectly fine with going joe lewis okay then that's what we're locking in with
0: all right britney and Carmella are locking in with joe lewis jay and brian what did you say
5: well ran over a couple of the names that they came up with and i feel comfortable that they were correct in not being correct because they fought in an era where 25 consecutive tile defenses would have made them You know for that time the all-time great and we live in a world with ali so it probably wasn't anybody who was a muhammad ali contemporary and from there brian threw a name out and the name i threw
1: out was joe lewis all right brian and carmel oh sorry brian and
0: jay what did you wager on carmella and Brittany's ability
5: frustratingly currently 300
0: (laughs) and carmella and britney what did you wager on brian and jay we
4: wagered one hundred. Yes,
2: because <laughs> we thought there was a chance you would know sports.
0: <laughs> well, he has a statue in Detroit, and a stadium used to be named for him. It is Joe Lewis. Who?
4: I don't know if I would ever get that question right, and <laughs> ever.
5: <laughs> well, you did. I did. <laughs> you sure the fuck did. <laughs>
4: Let me have this, Jay. We,
5: we, we got it, <laughs> it right, and me. we lost points. I know.
3: <laughs>
5: we don't have points to lose on your lucky ass guesses.
3: That is the <laughs> frustrating
0: part of this format: is you can be completely right and still lose points. Uh, but Brittany and Carmella have twenty five hundred to Brian and Jay's nine hundred as we enter the final question of this section which was in the category of geography. Brittany and Carmelo, what did you wager on your geography knowledge?
4: We went 200. (laughs) Yeah. Like like I'm, I'm shit at sports. I'm not great at geography.
2: (laughs) Our best shot is European history. And you could just throw that right out the window. So we (laughs) went (laughs) 200. Good
0: joke. That was a good joke. (laughs) Well done. Jay and Brian, what did you wager on your geographical knowledge?
5: We, we put the uh the 300 here knowing that i've got a bunch of trivial pursuit and i've read some geography
0: well the good news is, is that you will see the final three categories of the round uh, you have enough points to make it out of this section
5: i <sighs> will take the limited victories when they come uh-huh. all
0: right this one's a little bit long so i apologize Rhode Island has the highest percentage of its residents who live in a single metro area, with 98% of Rhode Islanders living in and around Providence. What state's largest metro area, approximately 700 miles from Providence, has the lowest percentage of its state's residents, with 14%? The area is the capital of its state and sits on the Elk and Kanawha Rivers.
2: Okay, I
0: think we can lock in. Brittany and Carmella are locked
5: in. Jay and Brian, what are you thinking? Well, we had okay. a thought, and now I I want to kind of vocalize my thoughts to Brian. Yeah, talk, on this talk me through your math there. I, geographically speaking, like in terms of 700 miles from Providence, I got myself either into the far southern uh, part of the Eastern Seaboard, or we're probably going to be in like the Great Lakes region. Uh, so okay. my thought. Came to Ohio because Columbus, the capital, uh, is the largest city in Ohio. But then I I remembered that the question is about uh, its largest metro area, and Columbus does not have a strong suburban population. It's it's largely just uh, built on the fact that it's you know the home of Ohio State and the state capital and everything. So Columbus, the city, is the biggest city in Ohio, but I don't think Columbus, the metro area, uh, is even. You know, in the top two, I think the Cleveland and Cincinnati metro areas would beat it. So that's where I'm thinking it's not Columbus. And something sparked in my head with the name Elk River um, being from Illinois. I think the Elk River runs through Indianapolis or at least Indiana. Uh, And I know that, you know, Indianapolis, the capital doesn't have a huge population, doesn't have a lot of suburbanites. And there are some decent other population centers relative to that and like gary and south bend and yep uh, okay Ponce, Terre Haute, all, all of that so and it okay. also feels yeah. like it'd be about a 12-hour drive from indianapolis to providence and that would put us in approximately 700 miles
1: okay because uh yeah rereading through this it's the largest metro area it's the state capital
3: mm-hmm.
5: and about 700 miles i i'm on board yeah, Kanawa no is a very uh, Midwestern Plains American Indian name as yes, I'm sure is. you're familiar from Iowa and me from Illinois and there uh-huh. it's not uh, in either of those um do you think it's farther do you think it there's no way it's it's farther because it's not going to be yeah it's not going to be Wisconsin all right Could it it's be not going to be Michigan so I think yeah it's not going it to be, be Kentucky Probably not because Frankfurt is no way is Frankfurt's uh Nashville's no, bigger in than Kentucky. Frankfurt. Yeah, um, Nashville. No, is, uh... no. Well, well, actually, crap. There's there's some value there because while Nashville is very big, it's barely larger than Memphis. Uh, and there's you know there's three distinct sections of Tennessee, um, and mm-hmm. like the rivers wouldn't be too far off either if they ran north south. So. <laughs> god okay but, but that said indiana or <laughs> or, or nashville tennessee or nashville. <clears throat> um about 700 miles from providence providence in right. rhode island is relatively close to boston it's going to be farther uh, from the midwest than like new york city uh i know chicago to boston is like a 14-hour drive so uh i can say that the mississippi
1: to boston is a 16-hour drive because i've done it
5: yeah um so since indianapolis and i'm just doing road trip math in my head now uh uh-huh. chicago and indianapolis is close to four hours it's like three and a half four hours um so if you subtract about three hours you know because of the east to west that would get you yeah, to about 11, 12 hours away from Providence, which would be roughly 700 highway miles. Um, I think Nashville might be too far south. Okay, let's go Indianapolis. <laughs> and and the die is cast. We're saying, uh, well, we're saying Indiana as the state. Yes, Indiana.
0: Jay and Brian are locking in with Indiana.
4: Is it pretty, in terms I misunderstood this whole uh, Yeah,
2: <laughs> we thought you were asking for the metro area, not the... State.
0: Well, I mean, um, you could still give me the state yeah. of the metro area.
2: Sure. Well, you know, they went with Indianapolis. We went a little bit more mainstream, um, <laughs> and went mainstream Annapolis. But we had we, we had reasons like uh, so from personal knowledge, the distance from uh, Chicagoland to Fargo is 650 miles highway. And that takes about nine and a half to 10 hours to drive. So, 700 can't be really that much more. You're looking probably like 10 and a half to 11. Um, and all that being said, we were kind of thinking like Albany's way too close to Rhode Island. Uh, we did kind of think about Harrisburg, Pennsylvania being maybe far enough away and the Elk and Kanawha River sounding kind of Midwestern. Um, and they claim that that area is a little bit Midwestern. I don't know. Um but <laughs> um <laughs> Brian's doing weird like curse There's symbols sort of at us.
5: Signs here <laughs> <with> crossing <laughs> fingers on this one.
2: Um yeah. but you know then Carmelo was like, "Well, how do you feel about Maryland?" And I was like, "Oh, you know what? That's a bit further south and away from Providence and yeah, Annapolis definitely isn't the largest population-wise. I think it's got a pretty big metro area, but yeah, most people live in Baltimore." So um, I think we just decided to lock in with mainstream Annapolis.
0: (laughs) All right. And Brittany and Carmela, what did you wager on Jay and Brian's
1: ability here?
2: Uh, We gave them 200.
1: And Brian and Jay, what did you say? I only just now got the mainstream Annapolis versus the (laughs) Indianapolis. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God.
5: I just... uh...
2: 14 forced puns in a trench coat. I'm telling you.
5: I Thank mean, you. I can give you the answer to this, but it really just enables Brittany. Ah, 100. We put 100 on it. Okay. Uh,
0: so I, I honestly thought Jay and Brian were going to get here uh, because Jay said uh, on, uh, to the one side, you have the Midwest. To the other side, you're looking at like the Southern Atlantic seaboard. But you forgot about the middle part of it. It's Charleston, West Virginia.
5: Oh, I didn't forget about West Virginia. I choose actively not to acknowledge it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Charleston, West Virginia sits at the uh, the Elk and the Kanawha Rivers and has Shout the, Scott lowest,
3: <laughs> the <laughs>
0: lowest percentage of its population in the metro area.
4: Yeah, that tracks. Yeah. West Virginia only uh-huh.
5: has 14 people, so how does that math work? <laughs>
0: one or two live in
2: i think most people live in morgantown so S-
0: specifically we were looking for west
5: virginia there uh charleston A okay. sentence i've never heard before and refused to hear again we were looking so, for west virginia
0: so we have finished <laughs> section three in the first round and heading into section four Brittany and carmella have 2500 jay and brian have 700 our final three categories, as a reminder, at the end of this section, if any, if both teams have points, the lower team will be eliminated. Our three categories are funny music, the news, and literature.
5: All right, Brian and I are good to go.
1: And I'm going to grab a beer real fast. This is from Lakefront Brewery in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And this is their Imperial Raspberry Vanilla Ale, barrel-aged. And I've had a few of these already, and there's a reason why I waited to open it until the third one of the night. Because I don't know if it's the barrel age plus the vanilla. It tastes very perfumey to me.
0: Our wagers are in. Uh, Jay and Brian, what did you wager on your funny music knowledge?
1: Not enough. <laughs> we, we wagered all we could, which was 300.
0: All right. And Brittany and Carmela, what did you wager?
2: We wagered 100 by process of elimination.
0: All right, in the category of funny music, Ricky Lindholm and Kate McCucci perform as what comedy music duo utilizing names from other iconic duos. The name has had some popularity with songs like The Loophole and Save the Rich,
5: Deadlocked. Oh, yes.
4: yeah, yeah, we're, we're good.
0: <laughs> All right, do we want to try to 3-2 on it?
5: I, do you we, know what is this, that kind of show? I we could try. Stand on your I own mean, legs
0: here. We go. did it on episode one. Yeah. Uh, all right. So in three, two, one. Garth Gar- 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 Fuck me
1: in the ass because I love Jesus.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> Excuse me.
0: Jay and Brian, what did you wager on Carmella and Brittany's ability here?
5: Oh, exactly what you thought we did. Uh, 300 because we went, and I quote, with the opposite of our instincts for this round because the first three rounds uh you know did not suit us and carmella and Brittany, what did you wager
2: we wagered uh a hundred because jay's a karaoke dj and brian knows a lot of music
0: <laughs> all right well this is going to come out as a wash because everybody got it right and everybody bet an equal amount as they bet on their opponents it was Garfunkel and Oats, and I tell you, the loophole is the funniest mm-hmm. song I've ever heard.
3: Oh, I know, not uh,
1: familiar. <laughs> uh,
0: mm-hmm. But also, save the rich is very funny. Mm-hmm.
3: Um,
0: yeah. Which they do at least one of their one of the music videos for it is done with Weird Al.
3: Oh, nice! Um, I also
2: personally love pregnant women are smug.
0: Yes. Everybody knows it, but nobody says it, says it. because they're because pregnant. They're
2: pregnant. <laughs> and sports oh. go sports.
0: <laughs> Brittany and Carmelo, what did you wager on your ability for the news?
4: Um, I feel okay with news, so we said 200.
0: <laughs> and Jay and Brian, what did you wager?
5: It's, the news is very yuckyoid, so we said 100.
0: All right, in the category of the news. And That's a Part of Our World, was the iconic sign-off for what anchor five years after he succeeded Walter Cronkite as host of CBS Evening News?
5: Right, I think uh, Brian and I have come to a consensus on this one. I concur.
0: Brian and Jay are locked in. Brittany and Carmilla, talk it
3: out.
2: Um, I only suggested Dan Rather because I know that he you know, came after Cronkite at some point. Uh, but that sign-off doesn't sound familiar. And I'll admit, I've read more news than I watched. So I don't really know anyone's sign-off.
3: <laughs> so.
4: So I like Dan Rather, um, but I thought of Mike Wallace. Uh, his son, Chris Wallace, is the one who was on Fox News uh, and and stuff like that. But, um, which... <laughs> Waco and I talk about this I was like like I wonder how his dad feels about what he does <laughs> <laughs> and that's the main reason why I'm thinking of it because um, I I can't place Mike Wallace Dan rather I mean I've seen him since I was a kid Walter Cronkite just feels so much older for me um, but again I can't place Mike Wallace Chris Wallace is old now old Mm-hmm. um so i don't i don't know well it would be a coin flip for me i mean if you
2: remember watching dan rather do you remember him signing off with and that's a part of our world no <laughs> then i think we should go with mike wallace because okay. if you watched one for sure and don't remember it then i'd say let's go with the one that we can't place as well so
4: okay so we're gonna say mike wallace it's probably wrong but we're gonna say mike wallace
0: <laughs> all right Brittany and Carmella are locking in with mike wallace jay and brian what did you have
5: not mike wallace so probably the wrong answer um (laughs) see i am now in chaos mode uh as we approach the inevitable heat death of this team um so i remember in the 80s you had the big three you had rather jennings and brokaw uh rather was cbs jennings was abc and brokaw was NBC. so the question for me really became Was he the successor to Cronkite or was there somebody in the middle Uh, where I was at and what I was talking to Brian about was if there was somebody in the middle, I don't know who it was. So it's either rather or we're getting it wrong. And I didn't have anything better.
0: All right. Jay and Brian, what did you bet on Brittany and Carmela's knowledge here?
5: Uh, This one was a 200 from us.
0: And Carmela and Brittany, what did you wager?
2: was a 200 firm ups as well, dog. <laughs> I had to channel Randy Jackson for like a second. I don't know. Why.
3: <laughs> and
0: that's a part of our world was the iconic sign off for Walter Cronkite's successor, Dan Rather. Ah,
4: I don't remember that about Dan Rather. I'm sorry, Brittany. Brian, we got Absolutely one. The day, no didn't, worries. I know.
3: Yes. <laughs>
0: He spent about five years coming up with an iconic sign off before coming up with, and that's a part of our world.
3: It didn't have to do with defenestration
5: or anything.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. And our final question of the first half, Brittany and Carmelo, what did you wager on literature?
2: We wagered 300. We felt best about it.
0: And Brian and Jay, what did you wager?
5: Yeah, we split the middle and went 200.
0: All right. In the category of literature, a mustard seed, a buttercup, holly leaves, and a velvet-like leaf rosette called Hound's Tongue are weirdly among the items referenced by the three sisters in what literary work? We
1: are locked in.
0: Brian and Jay are locked in. Brittany and Carmela talk it out.
4: Yeah, uh, this, this sounds like the, the weird sisters in... Um...
2: The in Macbeth, uh, you the, know, the three witches, yeah, yeah. I mean, it does sound like potion ingredients, so but why would it say weirdly among the items? Because
5: they're called the weird sisters.
2: Oh, okay. Well, then <laughs> that answers that one.
5: <laughs> As you see, sometimes, Brittany, you use words, uh, in definitional contexts other than the ones they're intended to be for humorous purposes, it's called yeah. a pun.
2: I forgot they were called the Weird Sisters. I just remember them as the Three Witches. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, that tracks. Um, and no one gives hints in their questions who would do that. Um, <laughs> N- uh, not
4: any any hosts here. Yeah, yeah no, board. not any of them.
2: <laughs> um,
1: There's only five of us in the room. Right? Yeah,
2: yeah. so um, I'm perfectly fine with locking in the Scottish play.
5: Yeah.
0: All right. Brittany and Carmela are locking in with Macbeth. Jay and Brian, what did you say?
5: Yeah, I think uh, Shakespeare actually phrases it as tongue of hound. um, Because some of that stuff in there was actual animal parts and some of it was just references to botanical things that had animalistic names. Uh, Weirdly is such a good clue, by the way, Tim. Um, I love it. It's great. Chef's kiss. Can I have 5000 points? (laughs)
4: <laughs> there's no extra credit for yeah. sucking up jay <laughs> you know you
5: don't know until you try carmella
2: i was gonna say this is still a new podcast <laughs> you never know, you know how the rules work but i would formally protest if that was allowed <laughs> you, you make them
5: up as you go um brian uh, and i basically simultaneously both landed on the same answer i'll let you have the thunder on this one brian do you know what the difference
1: is between a brown noser and a shithead jay
0: depth perception
1: depth perception <laughs> Yeah, this was uh, we we both immediately zeroed in on uh, on those three sisters in that Scottish play that I don't want to say out loud.
5: Oh, what's right. going to happen? We'll lose. I'll say it.
3: <laughs> Macbeth. <laughs> <laughs> what's <laughs> the
0: worst that could happen? And Brian and Jay, what did you bet on Carmella and Brittany's ability here? Uh, a scant 100 on this one. And what about Brittany and Carmella?
2: We gave them 300 by process of elimination.
0: (laughs) All right. So uh, these items are in order. Eye of Newt and Toe of Frog, Wool of Bat and Tongue of Dog. This is from Double Double Toil and Trouble from the play Macbeth. Macbeth is a correct answer here. Both teams are getting uh, their wagers and they're losing their bets on their opponent which means we have come to the end of the first half and Brittany and Carmella have 2,100 points. Brian and Jay have 1100, which means we do say farewell to Brian and Jay. Uh, they're still going to stick around and talk trash because that's a lot of fun, but Brittany and Carmella are going to move so you on. You think
5: I'm sticking around. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Brittany. Brittany and Carmella are going to move on to our one-on-one round where all the rules are the same. So Brittany and Carmella are going to split their points and round up. They're going to start with 1,100, but Jay and Brian are going to stick around to talk trash as we head into the second half.
1: Hey trivia lovers, want to get the pub trivia experience in an interactive way? Check out Liquid Courage Entertainment. With a wide range of offerings online, LK has you covered, streaming a wide variety of trivia games on Twitch with one-of-a-kind formats like Tringo, Guestimate, Mega Sheep, and more. Or check out the World Trivia Federation. With 36 hours to answer each quiz and no obligation, the WTF is the perfect solution to scratch that trivia itch on your own time. Come see us at twitch.tv slash liquid underscore courage or check out patreon.com slash liquid courage to join the WTF for as little as $2 a month. That's liquid courage with a K. Innovative, interactive, intoxicating.
0: All right. So we are here for the second round. And just as a reminder, once one player locks in, that triggers a 30 second timer in which I need an answer from the other player. Other than that, all the rules stay the same. Brittany and Carmela are starting with 1,100 points each as we head to our first section of questions. Our three categories are video games, LGBTQ plus icons, and geographic history.
2: And I'm against Carmella for this? Awesome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, Jay, you and I are out, but... The categories being video games, uh, LGBTQ plus uh, icons, and geographic history. I'm really glad we lost. I don't have to face you on this particular set of set. Shenanigans, like, I tell you. Yes, it's it's like that. This set was written for you.
2: Yeah, or written for Carmela. So, <laughs> who notably writes and hosts the, I believe, Pride Month episode every year for Trivial?
4: Warfare. Yeah, well, that's what I get for being the only queer person on that show.
2: You know, <laughs> hey, you do a heck of a job with it. I enjoy. Well, well, thank you. I appreciate year, that. So.
0: All right, our wages are locked in. Let's start with Brittany. What did you wager on video games?
2: I wagered a hundred because. <laughs> The earlier one, I didn't even know what you meant by generation of consoles. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Carmela, what did you wager?
2: I wager 300.
0: All right. So in the category of video games, Invasion of the Vorticons, Goodbye Galaxy, and Aliens Ate My Babysitter are among the titles of what 2D side-scrolling video game series published by id Software in the early 90s? Oh. <gasps>
2: I will lock in.
0: Brittany is locking in. So Carmella, you've got thirty seconds.
4: It, so, id Software, the guys that did Doom, they also did this like Captain something, and I can't remember what it is. I, when I read Masters of Doom, they talked about the series as well, and I can't remember. Oh, it's Captain something. Um, it's it, Captain captain fantastic i don't know <laughs>
0: all right carmella locks in with captain fantastic Brittany, what did you lock in with
2: oh i had no clue i just wanted to force carmella to have less thinking time <laughs> so i went with hollow space knight <laughs> <laughs> very cruel <laughs> to
4: make Last me play the game is play that i
2: know that i know <laughs> bringing the enemies to frenemies here but <laughs> know that i love you and you're like an icon to me
0: <laughs> britney what did you bet on carmella's ability here
2: a hundred
0: <laughs> and carmella what did you wager on Brittany's?
2: i wagered 300
5: do either of our peanut gallery know the answer to this one like when carmella just kind of riffed off captain courageous that rang a bell for me but i don't have any strong idea i have an image of the game in my head but i could not for the life of me tell you the name of it and i'm confusing it with some other games that came out like several years earlier that were like I those got, 2d style adventure games i've got like
1: a bucky something in my head that could not might might be completely off there
0: no carmella was on the right track it's not captain it's commander keen that commander keen! Is, oh! yes okay
4: because it Command- wasn't Romero, it was the other guy that has the same first name that did Commander Keen, yep. yep.
0: Commander Keen was the answer <sighs> we were looking for there. Uh.
4: I gotta read Masters of Doom again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Carmela, what did you wager on your LGBTQ plus icons knowledge?
2: Uh, 200.
0: And Brittany, what about you?
2: I bet 300.
0: Okay what man born into slavery in 1860 was an american lgbt activist and was the first known person to self-identify as a queen of drag
2: i don't know this Uh, one of us has to lock in eventually (laughs) in theory
4: (laughs) we're gonna sit here forever tied
2: (laughs) we're gonna break the game What's killing me is I know that I've seen this and I've read this and I was fascinated by it.
5: Well, they say the only winning move is not to play.
2: Is that the answer to your Candyland question again?
5: (laughs) You know what? No, we're we're digging into this while you all think about it. I have never had in my professional life more people privately message me and go, hey, I think this question is wrong than I did about a question about the basic rules of Candyland by adults. Plural. Adults over this weekend. People steadfastly arguing with me the point that choices do not exist in Candyland. They're like, well, when we play, we put all the cards out and everybody gets to pick one. So that counts as a choice. Or, well, you know, the rules say you can take a shortcut, they don't say you must. And I'm like, bruh, <laughs> it's fucking Candyland.
4: I'm going to lock in with my decidedly wrong answer. I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated to know what the answer to this is because I don't know it.
5: All right.
0: Carmella locks in. Brittany, you have 30 seconds.
2: Okay. So I may be completely off, but I know I've read this. And I feel like the last name ends in the word son. But I can't remember if it's like Samson or Thompson or Peterson I also feel like there's a Paul in there. So maybe it's Paulson or maybe I'm just thinking of another icon, Sarah Paulson. But, you know, that's <laughs> not going to be the right answer. Because- I often think <laughs> of Sarah Paulson. <laughs> Several reasons why that's not oh, going to be there. I, I need an answer. <laughs> I know you do. Uh, so you know what? Let's go with Paul Samson.
0: All right, Brittany, locking in with Paul Samson. Carmella, what did you say?
2: I
4: just locked in with what I think would be a, a, a cool name for an older drag queen, and that's Dandy. <laughs> i like
0: it all right carmella locks in with dandy carmella what did you wager on britney's knowledge here
2: uh i think i wagered 200
0: and britney what did you wager on carmella
2: i also wager 200 for carmella
0: all right well as expected neither of you are getting this one do I, either of the uh, peanut
5: gallery know this As one? expected the shade on that yeah <laughs> wow um, oh, wait, no i'm i'm still a baby trance so i don't know the the legacy and lore yet Only
0: as expected because they both locked in knowing they were locking in with the wrong answer. (laughs) Not because they're not smart or anything. (laughs) Uh, This is somebody who is known as the first drag queen period. It's William Dorsey Swan.
3: That's it.
0: William Dorsey Swan. I I found this fact. I don't know if I was playing trivia or something a few weeks ago and I was like, Huh, that's a really cool fact. That needs well, to be a trivia question.
4: If that shows up in this year's Pride episode, I'll have you to thank for it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I may also have a Pride episode coming up that uh, just might have that appear. Yeah. <laughs> and if I
5: just show up at your house,
2: <laughs> that's a
5: thing that can always happen.
2: It's vaguely threatening. <laughs>
5: I I apologize for the vagueness.
0: Brittany, what did you wager on geographic history?
2: Um, I wagered 200 for myself.
0: And what about you, Carmela?
4: Man, I thought this round was going to go a lot differently. Uh, (laughs) I I wagered
0: 100. All right. In geographic history, what geological period is named for the mountain range on the French-Swiss border? where limestone strata from the period were first identified uh locked in Brittany is locked in Carmella you got 30 seconds
2: well that's
4: uh, i don't know if that is the alps um well no there's french alps and the swiss alps but what is, is it alpine alpine <laughs> i don't know the alpine period
0: <laughs> so you're locking in with the alpine period
4: I guess so, because I don't know what the hell to call it. <laughs>
0: All right. Carmela locks in with the Alpine period. Brittany, what did you lock in with?
2: There's something in my brain that's saying that the mountains on the French-Swiss border are called the Apennines, so I went with the Apennine period.
0: All right. And Brittany, what did you wager on Carmela's knowledge here?
2: Um, I went with 300 for Carmela.
0: And Carmela, what about you?
4: Because she knows that I'm not good at geography, because I told her that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Really, the core (laughs) (laughs) premise.
0: That is one of the other fun aspects of this: is you spend the entire first half telling your teammate how good or bad you are in a category, and then they get to use that information against you.
4: (laughs) I
5: bet one hundred.
0: All right, Uh, Jay or Brian, do you guys know the answer to this?
5: Only guess I would have is Pleistocene, and I have no confidence on that at all.
0: So the mountains on the French-Swiss border. Are known as the Jura Mountains, J-U-R-A. This is where we get the term Jurassic. I
4: had no idea. To
3: <laughs> say I thought Michael Crichton just coined that. <laughs> <laughs>
5: no. no, no, no.
4: Then there's a lot of mountains on the French-Swiss border because there's definitely a Swiss Alps and a French Alps.
0: <laughs> and the Juras. <laughs> all right so heading into the second set of questions everything came out of as a wash (laughs) because everybody got everything wrong in the first set it's still 1100 to 1100 (laughs) our set of categories
5: a little better about our performance now brian yeah
0: american history technology and entertainment
1: and now i have the jurassic park theme stuck in my head thanks Brittany.
2: I'm not
5: apologizing for that one. Our poor buddy Corey had to watch that movie recently, like six times to write an entire Jurassic Park themed game. But he should only write it
0: on the first movie. Like it was only about Jurassic Park. It was not that any of the rest.
1: And there's, there's no, I, I know, you know, watching Jurassic Park a bunch would be fine, except nobody showed up. Mm, well but luckily then he got to
2: go to one of those orchestra accompanied films that was jurassic park and got to watch it for a seventh time
5: (laughs) (laughs) true yeah it takes a little bit of the luster off at that point
2: but you know what though it's like it seems like a super cool idea and it's very neat to experience but then you realize like i could have just watched the movie at home and like put on the soundtrack at the same time
0: if you want a great thing to learn about soundtracks i recommend there's a podcast called the soundtrack show by somebody who has worked on like he's a voice actor in star wars and he's done a whole lot of voice acting and music design and stuff like that it's a really good uh series he does like two or three episodes on a movie or a video a single movie or video game at a time great podcast Hmm. i i I listened to the uh the empire strikes back uh, first episode today yeah Um, all right our wagers are locked in Carmela, what did you wager on your knowledge for American history? I wagered 200 And Brittany, what did you say here?
2: Process of elimination, I wagered
0: $300. All right. In American history, Eleanor Otto, who was born in 1919, was laid off in November 2014 and was considered the last serving what? It is believed that she had worked on every C-17 airplane at the Boeing plant.
2: Legitimately, who has the gall to lay off somebody who's in their 90s? Boeing. Well, yeah, but like. I'm going to lock in.
0: All right. Carmela's locked in. Brittany, you got 30 seconds.
2: Yeah, I'm really trying to get the word wench out of my head. Last <laughs> serving wench. Um, except that a wench is also like a thing. Um, I'm going to go <laughs> last serving airplane
0: mechanic all right Brittany, locking in with the last serving airplane mechanic carmella what did you have here
4: so i she would have been in her 20s and 30s during world war ii um so i thought about rosie the riveter so maybe she's the last serving riveter um and that's what i went with so i said riveter
0: (laughs) carmella what did you wager on britney's knowledge here
4: I wager. Did I write down to you? Uh, I wagered one hundred.
0: And Brittany, what did you wager on Carmela's knowledge?
2: I wagered two hundred.
0: Okay, here is where I have a little bit of decision to make. And Jay and Brian, I am going to turn this over to a vote to you guys. Uh, I
5: was going to say Riveter uh, in a vacuum. So officially, <laughs> that it, is it. Is she the last serving whack?
0: So officially, she is the last serving Rosie the Riveter. Hmm. is what she was known as, the last serving Rosie the Riveter.
5: I, I am of the opinion that Carmella had the, the spirit of the fact correct and the terminology correct enough.
2: I'm also the, of the opinion that Carmella should get the credit for that.
0: And, and that's really yeah. where I leaned, especially because she said Rosie the Riveter, therefore Riveter. Uh, so I just wanted a second opinion on that. Carmel going to get the points on that one and take a 1,400 to 600 lead on that
5: question. Ooh. So these can be answered.
2: Okay, <laughs> hey, we are one for four. So, well, I don't know how you do the math on that when there's two people.
0: One for eight at this point. I guess so. Next up in the category of technology, Brittany, what did you wager on technology here?
2: 200.
0: All right, and Carmela?
4: I wagered 100.
0: All right, in the category of technology, in the world of cybersecurity, phishing is impersonating a legitimate person through email to get a victim to perform a task, download a file, or give up login credentials. Vishing is a similar attack conducted over the phone or voicemail what method is used in a smishing attack locked in Brittany's locked in Carmella, you got 30 seconds
4: um the smishing the sm is probably in regards to sms which would be text messages so i'm gonna say text messages
0: all right carmela locks in with text messages Brittany, what did you lock in with
2: carmela had the exact same logic i was using sm being short for sms and i went with text messaging
0: And Carmela, what did you wager on Brittany's knowledge?
2: Um, I wagered 300.
0: And Brittany?
2: Interestingly enough, also 300 for (laughs) Carmela.
0: Both of you thought the other was not going to get it. And both of you locked in immediately with the correct answer. This is text messaging with the SM derived from short message service. Our last question in the second round, in the second set of questions here, uh, Brittany, what did you wager on entertainment?
2: I wagered 100.
0: And what about you, Carmella?
2: I wagered 300.
0: All right. In the category of entertainment, As Time Goes By is a jazz song by Herman Hupfield Hupfield, written in 1931 and voted number two on AFI's 100 Years 100 Songs special. It is most notable as the signature tune for what entertainment studio playing over the studio's logos in films since 1998 and on television since Two and a Half Men in 2003?
4: I'm gonna lock in.
0: All right, Carmella is locked in. Brittany, you have 30 seconds.
2: Um... Trying to think of what As Time Goes By sounds like, and that's probably the core of this. I know Two and a Half Men was on CBS. But I don't think it's CBS because they don't do films. So I'm just going to go with uh, Columbia.
0: All right. Brittany locks in with Columbia. Carmela, what did you lock in with?
4: Um, So I also want the CBS angle for Two and a Half Men. Um, CBS is got absorbed into paramount so i'm hoping that that happened before all of the the streaming services and uh say this is paramount and i think i can see the i can hear it when the the stars go over the mountain or whatever
0: all right and Brittany, what did you wager on carmella's knowledge a hundred and carmella
4: i wagered 200
0: all right so this answer is actually warner brothers it's the music that plays over the warner brothers logo
3: oh, okay. da, da, cool. da, da. <laughs>
0: indeed indeed we're moving on
5: to I had the right
4: music wrong studio
5: <laughs> that's right i would have said paramount as well because i can recognize the the orchestral like four note sting for that but mm-hmm. not by imagery that's that's mm-hmm. not how audio visuals work right <laughs>
0: Coming out of section two, Brittany has 500. Carmela has 1,100. As we head into section three, the three categories in this section are sports, what's in a name, and music.
2: I also use what's in a name as a category. <laughs> I'm now remembering that my real frenemy on this podcast is Tim.
5: <laughs>
2: <so>. <laughs>
5: Look, the real friends are the enemies we made along the way.
2: The real enemies are the points we've we've wagered along the way. Um,
5: the important thing is, Tim, you have kept a very old man up very late for this exercise. This is yeah, but late. what
2: about Brian? Because Tim would be the
0: old man in that, right? You must be. Yeah. I mean, I'm on the East Coast, so.
4: Yeah, Tim yeah. and I are hurting a little bit because of time. <laughs> <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. You're in the lead. I don't know what you mean by hurting. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean it's like I gotta go sleep.
5: Yeah Tim didn't goddamn write questions that take 35 friggin minutes to navigate through and it's just like, you know, what's the capital of my ass, Tim. there you go. There's your peanut gallery. That's why you asked me on.
3: I'm fulfilling
5: my contractual obligation. you're welcome.
4: You're getting paid for this?
5: It's 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 a complex matter. We'll talk later. You guys are getting paid.
4: I gotta renegotiate. I feel like I'm paying. To be honest,
3: I think like, the listeners mentally, are paying this
0: All right, our wagers are in. Let's start with Brittany. What did you wager on sports?
4: A hundred. And carmella Shockingly, I wagered a hundred. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. In the category of sports, Major Tutty is an anthropomorphic pig that in 2022 was revealed as the mascot for what big four sports team?
5: I am uselessly locked in.
3: <laughs> locked
2: in.
0: All right. Brittany is locked in. Carmelo, you got 30 seconds. <sighs>
4: There have been some teams that have gone through some rebrands over the last couple of years. I feel like Cleveland did theirs most recently. I don't know what they rebranded their baseball team to. So can I just say the Cleveland baseball team and that be okay? <laughs> if
0: that's what you want to lock in with.
4: Sure, I'm gonna say the Cleveland's baseball team. Their all their major league baseball team.
0: All right, Carmilla has locked in with Cleveland's baseball team. Brittany, what are you locked in with?
2: So I was first trying to think of any Big Four team that has a pig as a mascot, and I was kind of coming up short. Um, but then I remembered that Major is like a rank in militaristic terms, and that Washington recently branded as the Washington Commanders. So I locked in with the Washington Commanders.
0: All right. And Brittany, what did you wager on Carmella's knowledge here?
2: 300.
0: And Carmella, what did you wager?
4: Also wagered 300
0: all right jay it's uh, you locked in pretty uh uh needlessly what did you have
5: oh yeah no this is this is a uh call back to the the fandom of the commanders uh the Hoggett's.
0: the answer we were looking for is the washington commanders uh, for- i knew it was a team
4: <laughs> that rebranded <laughs>
0: I knew that sports question, too. (laughs) For the record, Cleveland's baseball team is the Guardians.
4: Guardians, that's what it is.
5: Yeah, for all the people in the Washington fandom (laughs) who are up in arms for the rebranding, I do want to point out that a non-zero number of them have no issue with drag.
0: Uh, and we have a, a lead change as Brittany has jumped out to a 900 to 700 lead over oh Carmella. wait I'm not supposed to
2: do that right I have to be like no you No, know, I think the whole point is the relationships on the show are very complicated
5: <laughs> I'm I want proud everyone of to at win. least one of you right now
0: <laughs> Carmella what did you wager on what's in a name
4: I wagered 200
0: and Brittany what did you wager
2: I wagered 300
0: all right. In the category of what's in a name, what man currently serves as the president of Nintendo of America? When he was hired as vice president of sales and marketing, the BBC called it, quote, one of the most charming cases of nomin- nominative determinism ever.
5: Should I have these questions in the first half? mm uh-huh. Sorry. Brian and I are now playing our own game. <laughs> <laughs> And it's not even one of those. Well, we think we're right, and we'll wait for Tim to reveal. No, we're right. Yeah, we're we're so
0: right. This is one uh-huh. of those like if you've heard it, you know because it sticks.
5: If you know, you, you know. know, you know, you know, you know. I know. Well, I know. I also I know. know that Tim knows.
1: <laughs> I know that you know, and he knows, and and you know that he knows that a, a know. full
5: sixty percent of people on this episode know. You know. Possibly
3: more.
5: 60% of the time, 100% of the players know no, the I answer.
2: I think I'm going to lock in.
1: All right,
0: oh, you Brittany know. Carmela, you have 30 seconds.
4: All right. Um. So it's got to be a name that's related to Nintendo at some point or another else why would you say what's in a name um so it's going to be a nintendo character so it's going to be a mario or luigi or uh donkey kong uh, but probably the most commonly used last name out of any of those characters is going to be bowser so i'm gonna say bowser
0: all right and Brittany, what did you say
2: bowser's a great answer um i went just ridiculous with the nintendo name and i decided his name was waluigi ketchum
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would be the most charming case of nominative determinism uh Brittany, what did you wager on carmela's knowledge here
2: i went with a hundred because carmela seems very tech savvy
0: and carmela what did you wager on Brittany's knowledge
2: i also said 100
0: all right. And in what the BBC called one of the most charming cases of nominative determinism, the president of Nintendo of America is Doug Bowser.
2: Yes, well done, Carmela.
0: I probably could have just called this category peaches, 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 Peaches.
1: If you haven't seen it, the the Super Mario movie is wonderful (laughs) i
0: I haven't seen it yet just because i don't get to that theater a whole lot but um i have seen the jack black singing version of peaches and (laughs) that is incredible Mm -hmm. not the animated one the one where he's wearing like a Uh bowser-esque outfit Uh uh-huh super funny
4: (laughs) he went on uh kelly clarkson's talk show and uh it was like him and a couple other people from the movie and like I guess the bit was everyone was going to dress in costumes, but Jack Black was the only one that did it, and he didn't want to come out from backstage because he was, like, dressed in, like, a Halloween Bowser costume. (laughs) And uh, I was like, there's probably going to need to blur some things, because that's very tight.
5: (laughs) All right. is not that, like, a major plot point in Legally
0: Blonde? (laughs) (laughs) Brittany, what did you wager on music?
2: I wagered 200.
0: And Carmella.
2: I wage you 300.
0: All right. And this music question, I haven't determined what we're going to call this, but it's our version of uh, Tim Butcher's a Hit. (laughs) Uh, I'm really just going to read lyrics in a completely different cadence. And you have to tell me what song this is. Uh, This song spent two weeks at number one in 2018. Look how I'm geeking out. I'm so fitted. I'm on Gucci. I'm so pretty. I'm going to get it. Watch me move. This is a celly. That's a tool on my Kodak.
5: I hate you so very, very much right now, Tim.
0: Because you know it or because I put you. Because I would have swept this
5: round. (laughs) And you put it in in round three. You monster. Or the the second (laughs) half or however this. However, this whole cockamamie production works
0: you should have done better in the first half my entire ass tim
2: i'm gonna lock in
0: Brittany is locked in carmella you have 30 seconds
4: oh kodak makes me think of bodak yellow which is cardi b but these are i'm pretty sure these are not the lyrics of bodak yellow um I'll go with another Cardi B song. I'll say uh, I like it like that.
0: All right. Carmilla says I like it like that. Uh, Brittany, what did you say?
2: Well, before I reveal what I said, I should let you know that my boyfriend earlier today called me a walking um, which is appropriate because that is how I process lyrics and that I don't process them correctly. However, Kodak rhymes with Bodak, so I went with Bodak Yellow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right and uh carmella what did you wager on britney's knowledge here
4: uh, i think i wager 200 on this one
0: and britney what about you
2: i also wager 200 for carmella
0: jay you want to put them out of their misery
5: i i do now that i've had a few more seconds to think about it because i also immediately went to bodak yellow uh but in in, in talking to brian he's like oh, i'm unfamiliar with that title i'm like oh maybe it's not bodak yellow so i i focused on the lyrics a little more i'm pretty sure this is america by childish gambino this is
0: This is America by Childish oh. Gambino.
4: Oh, yeah, I forgot that hit number one.
0: Yeah, it spent two weeks in 2018.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. yep. I can catch the cadence a little bit in my head. Yeah, once you said that, it's like, oh, that does fit.
4: Yep. Uh, yeah, absolutely does.
0: All right. And we have entered the final section of questions, and we have a score of Brittany with 500, Carmela with 900. Oof.
4: That was a rough round. Let's yeah. see how
0: this plays out. <laughs> As we enter our final three categories of cars, 90s TV, and math. You motherfucker.
2: Can I, <laughs> I <can't laughs> Jay in for this? <laughs> you
5: mother oh, You <laughs> did this on purpose. <laughs> you know what you did. You hot swapped it when you knew I wasn't going to be in the second half. It's like, let's spite Jay a bunch. I know you. It's what I would do. And I know you. I, I... Now, don't shake your head at me. Don't defend yourself. This is canon. This is bullshit. I this have is more art. integrity than that.
3: <laughs>
2: no, For the, record, don't. the only lyrics I can remember from This is America or This is America and which is what it sounds like to me.
5: <laughs> Math.
2: <laughs> jay do you want to talk for me this round like i want to talk for
5: both of you <laughs> can you can you tag in an eliminated shit poster
0: <laughs> no i'm sorry okay but
5: hear me out yes
2: <laughs> but what if okay. i'm gonna need sometimes acknowledged friendship to just kind of sync up with my brain now jay <laughs>
0: All right. Our first question is in the category of cars. Brittany, what did you wager here?
2: 200.
0: <laughs> and Carmela, what did you wager?
4: I also wager 200.
0: All right. In the category of cars, the Cavallino Rampante is the name for the logo of what car company founded from the Alfa Romeo auto racing division in 1939? I'll lock in. Brittany's locked in. Carmela, you got 30 seconds.
4: I think uh, Cavallino in this case is a horse, and Rampante would be like a a, a ramping horse, um, which would be a Ferrari logo. And I think Alfa Romeo is related to Ferrari, so I'm going to say Ferrari.
0: All right. Carmela says Ferrari. What does Brittany say? Uh,
2: Cavallino made me think of Cavalier, which would be something on horseback, so I also thought horse and thought Ferrari.
0: All right. Rampante and...
2: means fast, so fast horsey car.
0: Brittany, what did you wager on Carmela's knowledge here?
2: Kind of regretting it, but I wagered 300.
0: And Carmela, what did you wager on Brittany? I wagered 200. All right. So the Cavallino Rampante is the prancing horse on the Ferrari.
5: Perfect.
0: Woo! Both teams uh, getting the correct answer on that one. Watching but Brittany, way too much
4: Top Gear uh, I mean, in the, but, the mid-2000s helped me. <laughs>
0: but Brittany losing 100 points because of wagering. <laughs>
2: Oh, Carmella found them. It's fine. (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) Carmella, what did you wager on 90s TV?
2: Uh, I wagered 300.
0: And what about you, Brittany?
2: I very smartly wagered 100.
0: All right. Stuart Penkin, Jessica Walker, Jason Willinger, Sally Struthers, and Kevin Clash provided the voices for the main family in what live action sitcom that ran from 1991 to 1994 I'm still not entirely sure how they're related.
5: I'm just gonna sit here and sulk. <laughs> uh, I would now be five straight with math coming up. <laughs> Brian, you know this, right? Uh, yes. All right, good man, good man.
4: Weeses for a live action signal. Yeah. The fuck, does that mean?
0: and jay is correct it is jessica walter not jessica walker i apologize
2: you know it's Rusty amazing yeah you know it's amazing you said walker i heard walter and i read walter and it never <laughs> entered my brain that it might be a different person i'm i'll lock
0: in all right Brittany is locked in carmella talk it out yeah 30 seconds
4: it makes me think like it's a dub over but i can't think of a live action sitcom that was dubbed over um but trying to get to where they're not not entirely sure how they're related i don't think it's the right years for perfect strangers but that's the only thing i can parse out of this and i hate myself because i don't know the answer uh i'm gonna say it is
2: Perfect Strangers, and I'm going to get it wrong.
0: All right, Carmela says Perfect Strangers. Brittany, what did you say?
2: I don't know that this is the right ears for the show. I don't even know if I have the right name for the show, but I feel like I read something recently that Jessica Walter was the mom in the dinosaurs family, and I think they all kind of look like different dinosaurs, so I'm the baby, and I'm going to go with not the mama and go with dinosaurs, because that's the two things I remember from that show live action (laughs) i
5: I mean it wasn't animated it was puppeteered yeah
4: yeah but that's not live action live action is people like actual people moving around
5: (laughs) (laughs) there were actual people moving around there were two in each costume for the dinosaurs Uh, grandmother what did you wager on britney's ability here
4: uh uh, 100
5: and what
0: about you britney
2: i wagered 100
0: all right it is a live action sitcom and they were all different species. This is dinosaurs.
4: <laughs> I, I mean the baby, awesome. Me. A, a puppeteering is not what I think of when I think of live action, but, but, but you know, Perfect Strangers
5: apparently is not live action either. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Bronson Pinchot was was very stiff as an actor, notoriously. <laughs> <What is this? laughs> okay. Whatever. I'm here to shit post. That's the job I've been given.
4: I hope I get this math question right and you don't. <laughs>
3: I hope you do too.
0: <laughs> Heading into the last question, Brittany has 600 points. Carmela has 500 points. Ooh. It is a close game with a lot of points left on the board here. Carmella, what did you wager on math? Um,
4: the last thing I got left is 100 points.
0: And what about you, Brittany?
2: I wagered 300 points.
0: All right. And Jay, what did you wager on (laughs) math? Every point I have.
2: (laughs) Which is nothing, because you've been eliminated. Sorry.
0: The the question (laughs) Jay has been waiting for. For the first time in more than 30 years, the international system of units has introduced new prefixes, mostly due to enormous amounts of data. Rana and Keta have been introduced for large numbers, while Ronto and Kecto are the new prefixes for small numbers comprising 1,000 yottagrams, how many zeros trail the one in a ronogram or a ronogram?
4: Can I assume that last word is supposed to have two ends in it? No, this is uh, specifically about the coronavirus. <laughs> so okay. it's the ronogram?
5: <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, they're, they're like the old school uh, kiss grams, but you know. <laughs> you are correct. You know. It's rana. It's two
0: ends, Ronogram. It's referring to that very first note about Rana and Keta. All
2: right, then I'm going to lock in.
0: Brittany has locked in for the last time, triggering 30 seconds for Carmella. Uh,
4: I don't fucking know. I, what the hell's a yottagram? never heard of a yottagram. Um, I'm going to say it's a million zeros and no one can stop me. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: All right, Carmella locks in with one million. Brittany, what did you lock in with?
2: I kind of was in between two possibilities and ultimately i went for 24 zeros
0: and Brittany locks in with 24 zeros carmella what did you wager for britney
2: uh 300
0: and Brittany, what did you wager for carmella
2: 200
0: all right so 24 zeros is a yottagram A ronogram is 27 That was the other one I was
2: between. I was between 24 and 27.
0: And Keta is 30. So we have a winner, despite both of your best efforts or my my ability to trip you up. I mean, I don't know.
4: I tried Uh, real hard to lose and I might have succeeded.
0: By a final score of 700 to 500, our winner of the second episode of Frenemy Trivia is Carmella Smith.
2: Woohoo! Great job, Carmella. I don't think I earned that, but thank you. Uh, <laughs> you.
0: <laughs> you failed
5: less I, I, than we all failed. I
2: honestly thought I was going to go out in round two, considering you carried us in the first half. <laughs> so, um, it all Ooh. comes down to a coin flip, which just feels like ridiculously yeah. appropriate for how trivia goes for me a lot of the
0: time. So, Carmella, how are you feeling after that win?
4: uh tired uh I feel worn out I feel like I just got like punched in the stomach a lot uh but I'm good I'm good <laughs> <laughs>
0: and Brittany you came close and you played well it just wasn't quite enough to take her down how are you feeling
2: um I feel like I am my own worst frenemy Tim <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and you hate me all the more now that I've started writing questions for you right
2: uh I mean you know I'm just trying to figure out a way I can beat you in this game because that's usually my goal is to defeat you somehow.
0: That's fair. I'm sure we can find a host for that at some point. <laughs> Jay, thank you for coming on. How are you feeling after that game? Would you have known the Ronogram?
5: Here's, here's where I would have fallen. I would have done what Brittany did and thought 24 um, because kilo mega Giga, Terra, peta, Exa, uh yada and then Rano would be 24 but then i would have absolutely second guessed myself uh, at this point in the game and i would have added a set i think so i think i would have been right but for the wrong reasons
0: and brian how are you feeling
1: i'm feeling like the weakest link goodbye <laughs>
0: <laughs> well before we go we want to give everyone a chance to plug anything they have so let's start with today's winner carmella
4: um, yeah, so if you, uh, don't know me, uh, hi, hello, uh, you can hear me on a couple different shows. You can hear me on Trivial Warfare, where I'm a regular host, um, it is a pub trivia style podcast that you can hear every other week. I am also the host of Foreplay, which is a puzzle connection game show, um, that you can hear, uh, several puzzles that Jay has written, um, that <laughs> I, I like to feature on the show, um, and you've probably heard me on various other podcasts, like, triviality and, and, um, breezy, breezy bracketology and pub trivia experience. And, uh, I'm around, um, say hello if you ever see me.
2: So thanks. Thank you for having me on Tim.
0: <laughs> All right. And our runner up Brittany Shaw.
2: Um, if you're looking for me and you're in my local area, which is the Chicagoland area, you can come check me out on Tuesday nights at, uh, the critical grind where I run cozy quiz. Um, Uh, You can also find me Monday nights at Imperial Oak, where I'm playing Jay's Liquid Courage game. Um, And if you just want to find my voice, uh, keep listening to this podcast, (laughs) uh, as I'll be joining the host side. And uh, you can also hear me occasionally on other podcasts, such as The Geek Bracket and uh, Boozy and PTE. So uh, I'm around and yeah you should totally keep listening to this podcast if you want to hear me take on tim from the hosting side
5: <laughs> all right jay Borsom. what do you got to plug everything um twitch.tv liquid underscore courage for trivia and trivia adjacent content five times a week Uh, The World Trivia Federation is my love letter to things like Learned League, uh, Apocalypse Trivia, BP Trivia, School of Trivia, all those like asynchronous online competitive leagues. Uh, That's at Patreon.com slash Liquid Courage for the low, low price of $2 a month or more. Uh, If you're in the Chicagoland area, as Brittany alluded to, I also host a once a month nerdy trivia game at Critical Grind Board Game Cafe, but uh, primarily uh, hosting... Uh, classic trivia formats uh tringo trib tacto um find me on facebook I'm, i'm easy to find just if you spell courage with a k that's me uh and you know podcasting is is my my only hobby now it's the only hobby i have time for uh and maybe some more of it down the road we'll see and finally brian um i'm going to plug jay
1: because jay is the hardest working woman in trivia I, because, no, don't shake your head at me. You are the hardest working woman in trivia, damn it. And she puts on incredible content. She writes multiple games per week, and she deserves your love. The WTF, the World Trivia Federation, is freaking amazing. It's two bucks a month. If you're not playing, you really should be, because it's three games a week. You get uh, 36 hours, read your questions, think it over, and submit. With zero pressure.
5: Okay, Brian. But also, if you're ever in the Quad Cities area, go check out Geek Trivia every Friday night. You're <laughs> <laughs> uh, This, being yeah, you know, no, The thing no. you do. I the, the thing I
1: do, I do on the side as a way to unwind on Friday nights. I don't need that money. This is not my living. This is your this is your bread and
5: butter, honey. No, this is an so. intervention. Let's, let's him in this podcast.
2: But for anyone else who's listening, Brian definitely needs that money on Friday nights.
3: So please <laughs> 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 let's go see Brian. Yeah. Whatever you do.
2: You're in <laughs> Iowa. Just go. <laughs> best
4: I,
1: I will I I will say best trivia game in Iowa.
3: <laughs>
0: that'll do it for the second episode of frenemy trivia like what you hear be sure to subscribe and leave us a review uh there's going to be its own show alongside the pub trivia experience and boozy bracketology podcast so let us know what you thought in the meantime head on over to our discord ptebb.com slash discord and discuss the episode or really anything we're all over there and the conversation's quite active you can support us over on patreon patreon patreon.com slash ptebb and get in on one of our tiers to help make our show even better but we know not everybody can and we get it. You can still support us by sharing the podcast with your friends until next time. I've been Tim. I've
1: been Ryan.
2: I'm
0: Carmella.
1: I'm Jay.
2: And I'm Brittany.
0: And we'll see you next week.